You're listening to episode number 298 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without actually giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360 Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Barrage. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. It's a lovely 90 degrees here in Las Vegas, Tony. What are you doing this weekend? <clears throat> yeah, we're going to get snow, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I figured I might as well take advantage of the weather, and I will be enjoying it with at uh, Vegas Gal. I think it's at Vegas Gal 4 on Twitter, but... Uh, Lacey, for those of you who enjoyed the New Orleans trip recently, close friend of mine. We're, we're going to go check out the Vintage Vegas Modernism show this weekend. It's at the uh, World Market Pavilion. It's featuring neon modern furniture, or not neon, mo- god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. My whole house would be filled with neon. Right. I've got cancer in like three months. I don't know how. <laughs> sure has nothing to do with the neon that's radiating in this house. Right. Anyway, it's uh, we get to check out Vintage Vegas Homes. We get to- uh, Just as a side note for folks who have not had the wonderful opportunity to get to, get to meet Lacey, you are missing out. I had the wonderful opportunity to meet her in New Orleans when she came down with Karen, and it was wonderful to hang out with her. I have seen on Facebook this particular event that you're going to over the weekend. Mm. And the minute you told me over text message that you were going to it, I immediately cussed you out <laughs> in pure, pure jealous form. So tomorrow night, I'm going to do a backstage at Binion's kind of thing where I get to check out like stuff that's under construction, some old places that are closed, you know, sections of like the Mint and the Hotel Apache, something about secret escape route for skimmers and a hidden count room i i don't i don't know i don't know i was like all right whatever i'll do it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i've only twisted the heads off of three cats right now out of jealousy so it's it's good it's as good. you it's... should be sir i'm living a fucking dream this week i know you are i mean a yeah, dream i'm i'm i've won fuck you vegas yeah. i won motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, let's start the show. He's Mark. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. In the fall of 1994, Martin Scorsese began filming the movie Casino in Las Vegas. Bob Stupak was cast in the movie in a non-speaking role. At one point, Bob approached the director and asked for a larger role with lines. 
When his request was declined, he demanded a speaking role. His demand caused his part in the movie to be recast. Bob would later joke, I guess I overplayed my hand. <laughs> Got that from the book, No Limit. Now, do you have either as a POV or, or out or one in the hopper, in the hopper, a, a Bob Stupak? No, no. This was part of Bob Stupak's Vintage Vegas episode that's coming in the future. Vintage, that's it, not POV. I'm yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah. Well, no, no, it makes sense because it's Casino, which is the only POV we've we've done so far. Yeah, so. that's right. It would still I know. We man, we are hinting the shit out of our uh, river segment right now, but it's <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. Well, let's move into Twit Pick of the Week. I will forever be torn by my affection for the Fremont Street Experience canopy and my love for what downtown looked like without it. I dream of the day when it evolves into something of a transformer, retracting itself in between shows at night, revealing the glory that is neon sign bouncing off the sky background. Ooh, or have all of the hotel towers facing Fremont Street cover themselves in LED like the side of the palms instead of having a canopy. Or if not that, how great would it be if the first commercial use of a time machine was so you could visit the various areas of downtown Las Vegas. So many things I'd love to see. The Sundance in the early 80s, an operational Vegas Vic and Vegas Vicky, and possibly the greatest exterior incarnation of the Golden Nugget with the bullnose corners. I dream of seeing the best use of neon in history, the mint marquee. And even though it replaced said beloved marquee, see Binion's version of the bullnose corner shared this week by at Sumo Corp. If only we all looked this good in old pictures. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, I get the script ahead of time. I also know who the winner is ahead of time, and I get to look at the winner ahead of time. What a lot of fun to look at that. And one of the things that I would direct the viewer's eye to is you're going to note that there are, are three horseshoes that overlap one another. So, they're, they're actually, there's a almost a tiered T-I-E-R-E-D, a tiered effect of these horseshoes coming down one from the other off from that Binion sign. Very cool. I get why you picked it. At Summa Corp has some really phenomenal pictures. If you're not following them, you are missing out on some really cool vintage Vegas pictures. They make it really difficult some weeks. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. If you'd like to check this out, you can go to all of our social media, such as Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, <laughs> as well as check it out for the Patreon subscribers who should see it on their souped up super duper viewer option right now. Okay, so for Man Behind the Curtain, I don't actually have the script in front of me, so I'm somewhat making this up from memory. I think I'm just going to cut it from another show and then slide it in there. Even better. <laughs> Even better. Because let's be honest, I mean, nobody actually wants to listen to an abortion being performed. And that would have been All right, let's move into the news. All right, so this is kind of interesting and, and kind of sad. The Lucky Dragon was purchased. It was announced this week that Lucky Dragon Hotel Casino was purchased by Vegas construction rental company Ahern Rentals for $36 million. New ownership announced plans to reopen the property as a non-gaming hotel 
making Lucky Dragon an even less appealing resort than the one that went bankrupt less than two years after opening. While the timeline for said renovations were not disclosed, it was made clear that the name of the property would not be Lucky Dragon when the project reopens. Plans are to convert the casino space into conference convention space. Uh, the whole thing, I'm like, whatever. But then I thought about how much cheaper would it be to get convention space near the strip, but not on the strip. Like so, I, I was like, is that really valuable enough? That has to be primarily what they what they bought it for. I mean, why else would you? It just seems like it'd be weird to me, like going, oh no, 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 we we want that hotel, like. In light of the fact that we lost the Riviera to what was supposed to have been, or and probably will be in some iteration, an expansion of the Las Vegas Convention and Visitor Center, it makes me happy to know that in a roundabout way, and this is a probably insensitive analogy, but I look at this as adding this conference convention space without there being a casino there is a lot like removing part of the skull when you've got brain swelling because it needs to go somewhere, right? And and so why not just build up this conference and convention space? It is just its own plot of land. It's very much near the strip. So you can alleviate that convention space without actually losing and ruining the casinos that we actually have presently with us mm. we're not going let me put it another way we're not going to necessarily lose per se circus circus or sls or the strat for quote-unquote more convention space <laughs> this is giving an out right yeah yeah and and let's be honest i found a way to work in a brain swell reference into the podcast i i was i was stunned i was i was i i'm still searching for words <laughs> <laughs> You need not search for any words. Merely tell me about the Life is Beautiful 2019 lineup. This week, the lineup for the three-day music festival hosted in downtown Las Vegas was announced. It will be held Friday through Sunday, September 20th through the 22nd. And feature performers include Chance the Rapper, The Black Keys, Post Malone, Lil Wayne, Toto, and Carly Rae Jepsen. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Hang on. I just had a needle across a record screech sound. (laughs) That's awesome. All right, I'm sorry. Please continue. Three-day passes are available now starting at $315. No information was disclosed regarding single-day tickets. I do recall them having them. I wouldn't... There's no way that they would hang it on. Nope, you got to come all three days. Like, fuck you. (laughs) Right? Because I assure you, the same people that are there to listen to Chance the Rapper and Post Malone are going to be like, wait, Toto? I can't I can't pass up the opportunity to see Chance and Toto. I mean, <laughs> these are worlds colliding. These are dreams coming true. For sure. <laughs> the Heart Attack Grill Drive-In is coming soon. The current name of the project is actually Burger 51, formerly known as Big Bang Burger, also known as UFO Burger. The idea is a combination drive through restaurant, part drive-in movie theater. Those of you who have been to Disney, think of the sci-fi dine-in theater restaurant, except instead of sitting in cars that look, or sitting in seats that look like they're in a car, here you would sit in your actual car. So after you collect your food from the repurposed shipping container, 
You make your way to the parking lot, tune into an FM station, and enjoy a classic sci-fi or vintage horror movie projected onto another repurposed shipping container. Burger 51 is planned to be located at 101 North Decatur Boulevard off of Route 95, roughly five miles west of Fremont Street. Originally announced in September, the hype around it has begun to ramp up again despite still not having an announced planned opening date. You gotta be something this interesting to be five miles off this strip in Fremont for me to go, hey, I gotta tell you about this. <laughs> I'll give it that it's got the whole, you know, 50s chic of doing a, a drive-in movie. That's kind of neat. That's that's certainly interesting. Oh, yeah. I don't know how many people are gonna do this, but people really seem to dig the hard to tech grill, whether it's because of its kitsch value or maybe the food is legit. I don't know. Right. But if you're getting a decent amount of food, and you're able to enjoy a movie, I, I guess that's there's some value to it. It's certainly going to harken back to the, you know, older folk who remember the days where they could go to a, a drive-in movie. That was a little bit past my time by the time, you know, I, I grew up old enough to be able to do it. But I, I'm sure it probably plays to some demographic. <laughs> okay, this no, silence no, no. tells me to believe I'm being overly optimistic. No, no, no. God damn it. I, I was preparing my statement because yours was so well like I, I kept just processing your feedback as I'm getting ready to do it I'm like oh wow he's just really killing it right now <laughs> and then I got lost I got, I got lost in your words <laughs> I get lost <laughs> in your words <laughs> sorry I, I by the way tonight's um podcast is sponsored by our dear friend uh, Jack out of uh, Minneapolis who who's provided a second bottle a different type of Nika Japanese whiskey for me to try so that's um yeah I've just been tweeting out certain things and um we'll see what <clears throat> what gets me in trouble later on well this, this side of the show is sponsored by a dueling intoxicant by the uh, the many um cultivation area <laughs> if you will the uh, the uh, <laughs> the farmers of the Las Vegas Valley right. <laughs> man they know how to grow them if you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> right yeah I'm sure there's that like I'm I'm dealing with this dueling like I like Karen had said something like all right Kevin Smith I'm like you know see before Kevin Smith was smoking weed, I thought he was really funny, and then I, I'm really happy he's doing what he's doing now, but it's not funny anymore. I don't enjoy it. So I now you use that reference, then I attach it to, you know, smoking weed is, it made you worse. And she was like, all right, all right, so I can't do that. What about, uh, okay, Seth. And I'm like, okay, all right, I think Seth is, is always, you've always known him on weed. He's always kind of been funny. If anything, he might have even gotten a little bit funnier. I, I don't know. So I'm like, all right, all right, well, you can do that. Yeah, whenever I'm being an ass, you be like, all right, Seth. <laughs> nice. I love it. <laughs> and the best part about that particular joke is is a, a reference that, as far as I'm concerned, will forever and always just be between you and me and my wife and Karen, which was when we were all in Nashville together and you said, listen, Karen. <laughs> and she goes, whoa, don't you first name me. <laughs> And so to this day, hand to God, we cannot use each other's name without going, whoa. And we literally stop each other and we're like, 
you can call me a lot of things. And my wife's like, I don't care. And she uses some foul four letter terms. She goes, I don't care if you call me that, but if you call me by my first name, that's offensive to me. And I just love it because it does, it elevates it when you use someone's name. But if you use a non plume like, all right, Seth, all of a sudden it's, it's far more appropriate to, to, to first name that person. I get it. I, I get it. This is, I can't imagine what you're going to name this particular uh, week's podcast, but between the drunk and the stoner, it's going to be a good one. Right. So, <laughs> we've got some problems at hunger games. Vital Vegas is reporting that there is something of a shit show going on at the Hunger Games attraction under construction at MGM Grand. The pre- my words, not his. At least I think. I don't know. <laughs> the project originally planned <laughs> to cost half a million dollars has a current price tag of five million in climbing. The original lead designer has been let go. <laughs> I'd, I'd say slightly behind schedule. <laughs> how do you go? <laughs> how do you go from half a million? To five before someone goes, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is ten times the price of what it's supposed to have been. Right. Like, who's really not paying attention to, I mean, this is MGM right here. This is why they're cutting costs everywhere. They're like going, we let him do what? Who the fuck was supposed to be watching that? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the two guys that were drinking uh, Nico whiskey and smoking pot. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, it's my bad. Wait, how how much is this? Oh, it's my bad. (laughs) My drunken eyes couldn't differentiate where the comma went, so I figured we were all on schedule. (laughs) Anyway, the lead designer has been let go, and the archery game, the core feature of the entire attraction, has yet to be tested. Although that's tech, right? To be fair, that's tech. Today's the 26th that we're recording this thing's opening on May 21st. Like, tickets are still on sale despite all this. You've you got, like, a almost a week. Come on. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't know if you said May 1st or not. But I did, yeah. That's, okay. that's not what I heard. I feel like I said it, but maybe I didn't. Uh, It'll be fun right. later. Exactly. We'll find out together. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Vital Vegas is reporting plans to build a shopping plaza complex east of Palms on Flamingo Road. The featured tenants include Walgreens, Chick-fil-A, Del Taco, Denny's, and Wahoo's. There is no word yet when the project is expected to be complete. Either the land is insanely cheap, or it is now, years and years later after that, it doesn't matter what the Palms did or all this stuff. But when across the street from you, they're setting up a shopping complex with fucking Denny's and and Chick-fil-A, man, I feel bad for them a little bit. Well, the best part is I'm willing to go out on a limb and imagine the Palms isn't trying to attract clientele that wants to eat at Denny's and Chick-fil-A <laughs> and Wahoo's and shop at Walgreens. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I, I still think of the Palms uh, trying to reclaim its um, uh, MTV real world days. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that works. The RJ is reporting that the Marvel Avengers station attraction at Treasure Island will soon undergo a refresh to upgrade the content and unveil some new characters in the Marvel Universe. 
specifics were scarce. Vital Vegas shared this week that despite market feedback that parking and resort fees are negatively impacting visitation, Caesars Entertainment increased their parking fees, inspiring the creation of a new word, iconification. <laughs> I was very proud of myself. <laughs> that was clever. That was super clever. Delilah, a 1920s-inspired Hollywood supper club, is taking over the space formerly home to Alex at Wynn. The interior is said to be Art Deco-inspired and will feature servers wearing white jacket tuxedos and flapper dresses. Delilah is expected to open in the spring of 2020. I would totally try this place out. I love Art Deco. I do, too. That that whole 1920s feeling, yeah. I, 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 that's, everything about that seems amazing, and I can't wait to have an opportunity to check it out. That's what I'm dying to see this weekend at the Vintage Home Show. It's just like some old, like somebody who was like, no, it's vintage, and it's fucking staying that way. This is going to be art deco. I don't give a goddamn what decade we're in. <laughs> like, that's what I'm hoping I get to see. <laughs> and that, listeners, is the whimper of pain from where Mark likes to just rub the salt in the wound. <laughs> that was organic, too. That was organic. I was proud of myself. I'm like, oh, here's another opportunity to be a dick. Wow. I don't usually get to circle back around the dick. <laughs> <laughs> this Saturday, during the NFL draft, the Raiders organization are having construction workers at the Las Vegas Stadium site announce their day three picks. Currently, those are one fourth round and one fifth round pick. That's cool. Not only has Assembly Bill 182 passed, making neon the official state element, Nevada is also the first state to designate an official state element. The project was originally proposed by a group of fifth and sixth graders from Carson City, Nevada. You know what? Shame on all of the elected state assembly and state senators in Nevada that it took a group of fifth and sixth graders to come up with this completely ingenious idea. Right. That is really freaking cool. Right. I mean, that is really a neat, unique thing for Nevada to have because no other state could necessarily claim a state element. But neon of all things, that's to me, that was just super clever. Those of you that don't know, so neon is actually an element. The light that you see is what happens to it when you run a current through it. The type of gas that you mix in with the element will determine the color of the light that will that will show up. So neon isn't actually a light or, or a color. Neon is an element. Oh, look at you whipping your chemistry dick out. I'm, 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 I'm writing some stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say about what. I'm just saying I got some knowledge. (laughs) Vital Vegas shared that Stratosphere has replaced its former static sign at the base of their observation tower with a new LED version as renovations continue at the property, marching it towards the unfortunate branding of The Strat. It, It feels like... Your dad trying to be cool in front of your eighth grade friends while while you were also in eighth grade. In this scenario, we're back in time and I'm in eighth grade. I was going to say it's really creepy that I've got eighth grade friends, but you know what? You know me so well, brother. (laughs) I got to the end of it and somehow I was able to keep 
tally marks on the side, like, we're going to need to talk about a few things because this isn't working out the way you thought it was going to work out. <laughs> so you so just I'm finish, going... and then we'll talk. <laughs> I'm going to prison for a little while. Don't ask why. <laughs> but... I like no, how I, I attempt I... to attack Strat and then turn us into pedophile idiots. Oh, no, no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> It's a good time. No, but you're, you know what, your your analogy is not, or metaphor is not lost on me. It is absolutely the weird dad trying to be, trying to be young again. You know what I liken it to? And I'm not going to remember the movie, but I, there are some movies and I bet our listeners can appreciate this in particular. There are some movies that I refuse to watch. I, I definitely will not pay movie theater prices to go see the movie. And to a lesser extent, I won't even necessarily waste my time over a weekend to watch a movie but there are some movies out there that i call vegas plane movies where you will only and i know you can't relate to this mark but for the rest of us that have to actually take air flight to the happiest place on earth for me there are some movies i just refuse to watch because i know they're going to be so bad that i am only willing to invest my time because i am stuck in a in a flying metal tube, <laughs> thirty thousand feet over the planet, and one of those movies happens to be whatever that movie is that's got Adam Sandler as a dad, and I think they made a sequel to it. And I and and there's a scene where he's in the pool and he pees in the pool and 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 it like follows him because it had that chemical in it. I am, I, I guarantee you there are listeners at home that are screaming at their whatever yeah, listening device that they listen Daddy to our podcast on. I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm looking it up. So the movie Grown Ups. Yes. This is what this reminds me of. So the if you if if the listeners have ever seen the movie Grown Ups, it's these uh, parents, dads in particular, who are all of a sudden like, well, hell, I still remember myself being the cool high school college kid, but now I'm 40 and I've got a 10 year old kid. That's what the whole movie is about, and yeah. it's 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 not worth ever watching unless you're on an airplane to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. But that's you're absolutely right. This whole strat rebranding is yeah. like the 40 year old dad who just desperately is clinging right. to his youth. Right. That was a long way getting there. And I'm sorry to the listener for all of that. Luckily, everything slowed down for me. So that felt that felt awesome or it speeds God. up or I don't, I don't know whatever the benefit, whatever you think would be the better outcome. That's what it's doing. That. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> Listen, here's the deal. I've said this a thousand and one times. When we all podcast, you and I and Karen, we're recording a conversation that three people have amongst themselves trying to make each other laugh. Yeah. And we just have found the coolest group of people in the world that want to listen to that crazy conversation. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> that's all I got. Circus Sports Brand is the name of the sports book that will take over for William Hill, the unofficial sports book operator of downtown Las Vegas. Vital Vegas reports the introduction of said brand will be in the new sports book at Golden Gate, planned to open in June. So I would assume that if it's Circa Sports brand, it must be owned and operated by the Stevens Group? Well, yeah, because they're going to have a, a monster sports book. And uh, like I understand why he would want to try and create his own brand. I, listen, this guy's fucking smart. He's, he's the kind of smart that I think you and I are, where if you put me in a scenario where I can learn from you, then uh, I'm not going to need you at some point. I'm going to be able to do it as good as you did it and then do it better. And that's kind of what I feel Circa is like. 
is, you know, they were hanging around while William Hill was there. I'm like, oh, so that's how, oh, we got this. We got this. <laughs> I love it. Well, and I love that he's so successful that he can essentially bankroll his own sports book. It's, that's... So, it's so bizarre to talk about somebody that you've hung out with in in such a way. But, I mean, it really is like if I, I wish everybody could meet him. He really is you if you had enough money and were smart enough to run a casino. 100%. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. And then lastly for the... Uh, what do we call this prop bets <laughs> plans for a new Cirque show to take up residency at Luxor. Now there's no word yet when it will open or what its name will be, nor does it appear to be featuring any known artist legacy, like the Michael Jackson one or the Beatles love. So it's kind of a, I guess as far as it's concerned, it's, it's brand new to what Cirque otherwise typically offers, I guess. Yeah. It sounds Cirque Cirque. Ah, Cirque Cirque. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's their it's their mystere, it's their yeah, we're coming up with a thing. Get it? Yeah. I guess that's gonna do it then for news and prop bets. Let's move into coming attractions. This is a portion of the show where Tony tries his damnedest to sound sober as he reads the notes that Mark gave him to uh, read to the listeners. Just what's on the prompt. Gonna... I know, I know, Ed Burke, yeah. <laughs> Woof. We share with you acts and artists that are outside of their usual residencies, but they're going to be performing in Vegas in the future. And the first one is RBRM, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike, a.k.a. Bobby Brown and Belle Bib DeVoe. They're performing at the Joint at Hard Rock, June 15th. Show starts at 9 p.m. and tickets start at $40. That was the first band I saw live in Vegas after we moved here. <laughs> oh, no shit. Christina had tickets and she knew, she knows how much I, I mean, I grew up in the early 90s and I mean, that was that was my time. And so I was, I'm really into 90s R&B and hip hop. So... <laughs> We uh we we enjoyed some uh, some old school of that. That's kick-ass. Do you, do, are you planning on throwing around your media credentials and you know doing something bigger with Bobby? <laughs> My understanding is he likes to do uh crack. So if you're looking for, uh, oh, I mean, just listen. I've, hold on, this transition really crack. fast. I just started smoking weed, man. <laughs> like I'm not. <laughs> No. Intro, dude. It's called an intro drug. <laughs> Hello, Pot. I like the intro. I, I, you didn't, see, but you're not talking about intro. You're talking about fucking lemurs over a cliff. <laughs> Here, oh, try a little bit of that. that. Go. Game, the Just lemmings go. game. Yes. Yeah, lemmings. The lemmings and not lemurs. Yeah. <laughs> lemmings. It's an L animal that I don't give a fuck about. All right, I'm 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 told it's cute. That's about it. That's all I know. <laughs> Coheed and Cambria with Mastodon are performing at the Joint at Hard Rock Friday, June 28th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $41. Harlan Williams is performing at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club in the Link Promenade, Thursday through Sunday, May 2nd through the 5th. Show starts at 8 p.m. with additional shows on Friday and Saturday at 10 p.m. 
Tickets start at $39. And Caesars Entertainment announced this week that Sting will have a short-term residency at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace starting in 2020. Only 16 shows over two stints have been committed to, spread out from May, June, and August and September. Shows start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at an undisclosed amount. I, I got to concede that actually might be a concert that had I been in town while he was doing a concert, I would I would probably want to see. He, but, but, I, buddy, are you not catching? Ahead. Are you not catching one of those dates? May, May to June, May to August, June and August and September. That th- those are 360 Vegas vacations. I know they are, but do you think for one minute that I would do anything to miss out on any of the fun activities that is a Vegas vacation? Well, I assume, Hell no. I assumed a, a before and after would have to be included in it. I, pre- I appreciate your, your undying you know, commitment. To, uh, listen, listen, I would watch you take a shit on the actual Coliseum stage before I would miss out on... <laughs> wait, hang on. Can I try that again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If, you, if you'd like, yes. <laughs> I mean, you can get a good look at a T-bone by sticking your head up a cow's ass, but... <laughs> but wouldn't you rather take Wait. his word for it? <laughs> <laughs> don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets <laughs> to these and all the artists that we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's check the river. that movie how how what he realizes what he did <laughs> i got it i said it right just keep moving just keep moving <laughs> no i mean <laughs> one of these days i should really set up some sort of video camera and just like live podcast to the patreon subscribers and let them watch the look on my face as i'm like wait hang on i've got something roll with it roll with it so, Mark, we have some listener feedback from um, Scott Jarvis. Do you want to read uh, Scott's email? No. Okay. I would like it read to me in a, in a, Mark. In a lovely baritone. I'll do my best. <laughs> Mark, you are absolutely right. Well, well Scott, that's a definitely a good start to get anything that you submit. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Your work on the POV content is excellent. Your breakdowns of scenes and characters compared to real-life locations and timelines are amazing. I'm a film buff, and I also love all films that have Las Vegas in them. A lot of older films that use Vegas as a backdrop make it into the mystical, wonderful place you and I love. A great older film noir is called 7-Eleven Oceanside. The finale are the authorities chasing the lead actor, a one Edmund O'Brien, and his girl through the Hoover Dam. It is not only a fun gambling movie, but one of my favorites. Keep up the great work, and thanks again, Scott. Yeah, that immediately went into my, like, well, that's, there's a movie that I have, have to see. I didn't realize Vegas was in it. There's a lot of shit I'll put myself through to see Vegas. Yeah, I, 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 I completely agree, and this is one of those that I'm going to look for on Hulu and... Um, Netflix just to see if I if it happens to show up on either one of them. I'm a big fan. You know, as much as I have tried to get 
my wife to watch the original Ocean's Eleven. She just has no interest in And I get that. I respect that. But as someone like you and I who are just so into old school Vegas, to be able to see these movies that film them, not trying to make them what the director or the producer thought they probably or could have or may have looked like at the time, you're watching straight up scenes that have what it was at that exact moment in time when the camera was there. Mm -hmm. I'm totally with it. You know, another one that I would recommend is Lay the Favorite. We ended up, remember, we ended up watching it the one time that you would come down to to Memphis. And it it is, it's like a, it's a better version of, I mean, well, okay, so Showgirls has a lot of sex and nudity and stuff in it, so it's going to sound weird, but it's like a bad movie that's a good movie. Like, and it's, oh my God, it features the fuck out of Vegas. The scenes in that film make you feel like they're on the ground filming this. Yeah, like you get how large the things are that they're showing. And it's, uh, yeah, I love it. I can't recommend it enough. Lay the favorite. I, I agree. I agree. It's definitely worth seeing. I, I'm not too proud to admit that I actually watched or saw Showgirls in the movie theater. I had, it was, you know, I, let me put it in perspective though for Mark and the listeners. I'm 18 years old, and I have a bunch of buddies of mine who have also recently turned 18 years old, so we can legally go see R-rated movies. And so this was probably the first movie that we as a collective group went to see as 18-year-olds where we could, without any hesitation, be able to walk up, say, I want to get a ticket. They would present or you know, sell it to us, and, and we would go. But it's also a great they movie They would present it to you. <laughs> I meant the ticket, but yeah. Hey, listen. Sir, your ticket. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I, my dear friend Jason from the Vice Lounge Online has frequently said to me, you know, Tony, when you smile just right, you literally blind me with the shine from that silver spoon in your mouth. <laughs> so, so it's not too far off, but no, no, no. All joking aside, I remember seeing Showgirls in the movie theater and it being just a terrible movie, yeah, but it had Jesse Spano in it, so you had to watch it. You yeah. wanted to see her boobies. Yeah, exactly. I can. I remember watching Lay the Favorite, and it was it was a terrible movie. You know, as 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 a cinema cinematonic sort of is that a word? Narrative, I think, is what you're going for. The narrative is pretty flimsy. But the images are gorgeous, and you're absolutely right. If you if you want what I would call Vegas background porn, that is definitely <laughs> yeah, a Yeah, it's for really you. good. Like, you get a lot of things, like, if you ever venture around Vegas, that's the stuff that you'll see, like, oh, fuck, I know where they're at. Holy shit, I know exactly where they're at. <laughs> that's, that's the fun part about it. Well, that's going to do it for episode number 298. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. Get premium and sometimes exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas and get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and literally anything that we could (laughs) slap a logo on. That's over at zazzle.com. It's just just a JPEG. I'm like, I'll fucking put that on there. There you go. And, and we get a small little kickback, and it's like giving us money without giving us money. Right. See, you get something. I get a little something. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to send feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, Scott, again for your feedback. Mm-hmm. If you're not sure how you 
might be able to record some audio if that's a, a route that you'd like to take. You can do that with your smartphone and email it to the show. We do have instructions on how to do that on the blog's main page. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360 Vegas Tony. He just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Yeah.